Here we go. Final seconds. Clutch is his name. Talking sports is his game. End zone. Touchdown with no time left. Pushing the limits. They win on the last play of the ball game. There are no limits. Are you kidding? Who can you count on to make the last throw or shot? Wow, and the game is over. Mikey Clutch. This is the final play. Unbelievable. We are back. We are back. It is the final play with Mikey Clutch alongside Jay Matt. The Blitz Package. What's going on? Today. Great to be back last week. We got things rolling. We're going to keep things rolling here. We got a fun segment that I introduced last season for the NFL. Schedule release came out last week. And we got some good games, some good matchups to look forward to. But we're going to kind of take a look at how the turntables, matchups of former quarterbacks or coaches playing their old teams for the first time, for, for the very first time since joining their new team. Some trades, some real early in the season, but we'll get to that. We'll just quickly talk about – the top three picks in the NBA draft. The draft lottery was the other night. We got the Magic with the number one overall pick, OKC with the second, and the Rockets with the third. We'll kind of just quickly see where we think the top three guys are going to go. We'll break down – or we'll preview. I'm sorry. We'll preview tonight's match matchup, game two, Celtics at Heat, and then tomorrow, Mavs and Warriors game two. And then, obviously, we got to break down what happened in the game once. And no better way to start than with Tuesday night's game one matchup with the Boston Celtics visiting the number one seed, Miami Heat. And a guy that the Bulls wish they still had went off in Jimmy Butler. 41 points, 27 in the second half. He did it all with free throws and mid-range jump shots. No three-pointers. You know, that's the topic of discussion here, which is crazy to see. But DeMar does that, too. But Jimmy is Jimmy. We we all know that Jimmy Butler, when the tail end of his stay at, at the Bulls in Chicago, he was he was knocking on that superstar door mm-hmm. as far as a guy that you can count on both, you know, both ways when, when it matters. Because Jimmy, he's not a regular season guy. We know that he's still great. He gives you the effort defensively during the regular season, but offensively, I mean, he turns it up in the playoffs. And it's just like he's unstoppable. I thought the Celtics were going to be able to contain him. They couldn't. You know, Jimmy just snapped. He snapped. So I was I was happy to see that from him. I'm a big Jimmy Butler fan. I wish he was still in Philadelphia with Embiid. I think that would be a championship team right there. Just him and Jimmy alone to get yeah. it done. But what would you take away from that game one? Um, I was a takeaway I had was I was actually surprised how Boston was able to control the, the game without uh, a Smart and uh, Al Horford in the first half. Uh, Jason Tatum had a great first quarter. I was very surprised. I thought they would have went down way earlier. And, you know, as the game progressed, we just saw, I mean, like coming out of coming into the uh, coming out of the half, it started to, uh, you know, double Tatum. And he went away, kind of. I mean, he just they 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 started limiting uh, him, and it was another another big thing I want to say. Um, but basically, basically they 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 started limiting Jason Tatum, and Jimmy Butler started going off, and not just on the offense side, on the defensive side too. I think he uh he blocked uh, Jason Tatum's uh, uh, th- uh three point shot. Like like. When, we don't, we don't, we don't never see that. It, it, it's kind of the same feeling like uh, in uh, Game One when Tatum blocked uh, KD's shot. Like, wow, like you know, Jimmy. I mean, we all know that he's a, a superstar, but it's still, you know, still pretty cool to see. So, I think the loss of Al Horford and Smart was very detrimental to Boston. Um, I know we're gonna get into tonight's preview, but I mean, just you know, to recap off that last game, I think they definitely need them. And I don't know, man. They're gonna have to find out what to, uh, how to, how to combat that, 
because those 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 double teams that uh Miami started started throwing at Boston was very uh very uh detrimental to uh the success of the Celtics. So I mean we'll see what happens. But uh that was a great adjustment made by uh you know um Spo. So we'll see. Yeah, I, the, the Heat have been the best third quarter team, I believe, all regular season as well. They just Spolstra halftime. He goes in, makes the adjustments necessary, and then when you got Jimmy Butler, who is at an elite level, like an All NBA guy level, take he just takes over the games, like you said, and he had back to back steals. Tatum, one of the worst quarters I've ever seen, six turnovers, and he just that's what yeah. My bad. It, it was a lot of turnovers. That's the other thing I was, I was thinking of. Right, right, right. And six from Tatum alone in that one quarter. And he was having himself a game in the first half. I thought – I was surprised because you filled in for Nate last week on the D3 pod, and we talked before the game started. We, we thought the Heat were going to win. And oh, yeah. As I watched that first half, I, I was kind of like changing my tune. I was like, damn, you know, yep. I was yep. expecting the Celtics to come out flat early – and granted, it didn't happen until later in the game they were flat. But the first half, they came out as strong as they were. And, and then I had to think to myself, I was like, oh, I didn't consider the fact that these guys are all young. Mm-hmm. So even with that brutal physical series against Milwaukee, these guys are young and they got young legs. They can recover quick, a little quicker than some other guys. So I'm like, okay, maybe this is why. And with Rob Williams, I- I'm telling you, Rob Williams is going to be the key for them. Okay. To win a title and, and oh, yeah. series, he oh, yeah. just got to stay on the floor. He was cramping up at the end of the game. I he just leg injuries all over for this guy. But Rob Williams is legit. He is a beast. He was you could just tell his presence was known for the Miami Heat in that first half. He was contesting every single shot he could. It was hard for them. That's why Miami they just they couldn't get the ball going uh, in the basket in the first half. And a lot of that had to do with Rob Williams' presence in the paint. And, he, you know, he blocked a couple shots, but he made life, dif- life difficult. And that's the reason why I kind of thought that Milwaukee might have an edge in the last series when Rob Williams went out. But if he plays and he can stay healthy, I think the Celtics are going to be able to control this series and control the finals if they make it there. Um, but, yeah, again, the Celtics had great role players step up in the first half. Peyton Pritchard was – kind of doing the same thing he was in game seven against the Bucks, But what really, I think the Celtics, even though that bad third quarter that they had, I think they were outscored, what was it, like 39 to 14 or something like that. Um, oh you know, they started off with a 22 to two run. The Celtics didn't get their first basket, I don't think, until seven minutes in, you know, or with seven minutes left in the third quarter anyway. And then the Celtics kind of answered back with a 10-2 run themselves. And I hear I thought, okay, you know what? The, Miami got into this game. They took a lead, but here come the Celtics. And they just never could get back to that. And then going to the fourth quarter, I thought Aaron Neesmith, you know, it, it, he got a lot of minutes due to Marcus Smart not being able to play and Al Horford not playing. And he just started shooting the ball at the end of the game. And J- Jalen Brown, it, he almost – it almost felt like he was going to bring the Celtics back himself into the game. He was knocking down three-pointers. He's getting to the foul line. But Neesmith was taking these horrible threes. And then Miami would go down and score. And at that point, Miami and Jalen were just trading buckets. I, every every big shot that Jalen made, Miami answered back, whether it was Vincent, Struess, or, or Jimmy. And it was just kind of out of the reach for the Celtics at that point. I will say, however, we, we kind of called it. We knew the Heat were going to take game one, no matter how they were going to do it. I took a lot from the Celtics positively, 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 or positively. Positive, whatever, whatever. I can't talk about that. <laughs> uh, a lot of positives to take out of that for the Celtics. And positively. going to tonight's game, which is going to start here in a couple hours as we're recording this. I think the Celtics are – I told you, I, I think they're going to win four straight. I, I just – I think they're too great defensively. Yeah. They're going to figure out this Jimmy thing. L- listen, Jimmy was hitting some tough-ass shots 
some of those shots, like Tatum was playing amazing defense, and it just he got it over. He was hitting some high launch angle shots, like the arc on it, to just to get it over Tatum's reach. I don't think that's going to happen again, even though Jimmy's been proven at this whole playoffs. I just don't know if – they weren't wide open shots. That's the thing, and he was hitting some difficult ones. So if if the gap is closed tonight the same way that it was game one, I don't think he's going to hit as many of those, and I don't think he's going to get to the foul line as much. I think they're – you know, Emei's going to make those adjustments for the Celtics to come back and take this game too. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't. I don't disagree. Um, I don't disagree. I can easily see them winning four four straight. Uh, my prediction. I'm gonna give. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna give them one more game only because it's 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 uh Spolstra. But and I, I don't know if that's. I don't think it's gonna be tonight. I think Boston. Um, you know, comes comes back and wins tonight. But uh, a few of those reasons is we seen them sweep the Brooklyn Nets. Even if they was going to lose that series to Brooklyn Nets, which they did, if you would have told me that they would have got swept, I would not have believed you. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant did not look like Kevin Durant. Giannis, Giannis in, in that game seven, that was not, that that did not look like Giannis. I'm talking about blowing wide open layups. That, that wasn't Giannis. So this defense has the ability to take anybody out of whatever mode they in. So, and, and, and then, like you said, we saw Jimmy taking these tough shots, even though he was doing it on, on, on both ends of the ball. I think he was killing somebody, man. I cannot think of his name. Uh, he was killing somebody though. That's not happening again, especially with smart in the game, smart and Horford. They're going to limit Jimmy. He not, I, I, I forget the name. I was like, damn, Jimmy killing his ass. That's not happening again. So they get these two pieces back tonight. Um, that's going to be a big factor, and I want to see the adjustments that uh, Ime makes because I want I, I want to see how they're going going to combat that. Are you going to try to try to get uh, Jalen Brown going, or you know try to get somebody else going? I don't know, but I just know in order for Miami to win, how they won last night, Jimmy going to have to go off like that in every game. Specifically for them to win, how they won last night, he gonna have to go off like that in every game, in which he'll probably be the uh, series MVP. But like I said, with those two guys back, I think that limits him a lot. That changes their whole game plan. And uh, yeah, man, I don't, I don't put it past Boston. I'm done betting against them. I did it twice, and I look like a damn fool both times. So uh, we definitely agreed tonight. We both got Boston. And as far as the series pick, I don't, I don't know. Like I said, I. <sighs> You know what? I'm gonna bite the bullet with you, Mikey. They're gonna sweep them. Full strike. I see it. I see it. If everybody's barring every barring everybody's healthy, you know, they got Time Lord, they got Horford, they got smart, nobody missed no games. I got I got sweeping. Yeah, I and, and that's the thing. I mean, they won all they won the first, second, and fourth quarter. The Celtics did. It was just that really bad third quarter. I don't see them having a bad quarter like that the rest of the series. I, I just don't think it's gonna be that bad where it's a 25 point discrepancy. And he may he will make the adjustments. I don't think they have to make many, but the, they did in that last game. The Celtics, I think, are the highest switching team when it comes to pick and rolls. They they, they switch more than anybody in the league. And without Marcus Smart and you had Derek White in there, you saw less switches in, in the last game, and guys were going under screens. And so that's going to change. You're right. With Marcus Smart, that completely changes everything. You got another guy, elite defender, who can try and D up Jimmy. I know he's still shorter than Jimmy and a little bit smaller. And, and Jim, like, uh, who was it? Uh, you're right. There was somebody where Jimmy took it, and he, he got the switch on the smaller guy. And the smaller guy did everything he could, but Jimmy just raised I can't him. Remember his name. He kept his ass for the whole night. I was like, geez. Well, I want to say it was Pritchard, quarter. but I don't think it was Pritchard. I think uh, – Was it Pritchard or I'm, was I'm, it Neesmith? I'm finna look it up. I, I, it was, it was a uh, yeah. It was the first one, Pritchard. Yeah, Pritchard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's nothing to do there. But yeah, I, I like everything the Celtics did up. You know, take out that third quarter. I liked everything they did in that game. They had an eight point lead going into half. It looked like they were gonna run run away with it. The type of talent that they have on this team and Jason Tatum, he's gonna take over. He's like I said, he's not gonna have that bad of a quarter again. He's a superstar. 
he can chalk it up to all right. I just had a bad third, you know, bad quarter in game one, and I'm gonna light them up again tonight because he had his way. He was making some crazy shots, but he was getting to the rim, and I, again, he had like twenty something points in the first half of that game. I just I think the Celtics at full full strength are gonna be too much for the Miami Heat to handle. And it's just, I hope we, you know what? I do hope it goes more than five games just because I like the competitive series that we get to see, like the last series with Milwaukee and Celtics and then also the series with Phoenix and Dallas. And no better way to transition, like how I did that, to Dallas and Golden State, game one. Golden State had control the whole game, but again, you had a seven-game series for the Mavericks on, what, two days rest, traveling. It's going to be rough, right? And it's the first time you're playing this team uh, in the playoffs, so different looks. You kind of got to feel your way out. But the X factor of this series, I have this one going to seven with the Warriors winning. So they took care of business and did what they had to do. But I really think – the X factor is going to be the X factor that really took charge in that game one. And that's Andrew Wiggins. The, what they yep. were able to get out of him. And I mean, it's just, it's crazy how this just works out for some guys who struggle in a system or struggle with the culture. And then they, you know, they have this high ceiling, especially being drafted. What he was number two overall. I forget who got drafted with. He was number one. Wait, was it, was that the, Wiggins was, was that one. The, was that? The oh, draft? no, that was two different years. No, that was, was that the same draft? See, I forget. It's so damn long ago. I feel like Wiggins. It's weird. He he seems like a young ass. I'm gonna look it up. Hold on. He seems I like remember. a young player that has been in the league for forever, but it doesn't feel like he's been here that long. Uh, but anyway, I just defensively, he he reminds me of Jimmy Butler, to be honest. Offensively, not as great, but he, he definitely shined last night. But defensively, he, he can step it up and, and guard the best of them. So, it was the same draft. He was, too. You were. Yeah. Was he two after Jabari? Yeah. Okay. So 14. All right. But either way, I mean, he, he's still young. He's 27 years old. And he stepped it up to the plate uh, last night. And I loved what I saw from him. But, again – this Warriors team, they're experienced. They were they came out ready. They came out prepared. Luca shot 33%. He was six six for eight in the in the field, 20 points. He didn't really play in that fourth quarter because the game was just so gone at that point, basically, that it was just too late and too much for the Dallas Mavericks to overcome. But I mean, this Warriors team, this is why I have them going to the finals. They just they can beat you up whichever way. And you had Poole, 19 points coming off the bench. Uh, he looked great. He just he, – he reminds me of Steph Curry, a young Steph Curry, being able to cut and dribble, like, his handles and then get into the rim and, and land. Like, he just – the way he plays reminds me. But, yeah, it's going to be – it's going to be a long series, I think, but a lot of trouble for Dallas. Yeah. Um, I got this going uh, – the same way I got this uh, Miami series going, I think this is going to be a gentleman's sweep. Uh, I could damn see him getting. No, no. Luca gonna get you one. Luca gonna get you one. Cause they got theirs about uh, Memphis. That that fifty five point. Game. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't letting that go. Luca gonna get him one. It's gonna be a gentleman's sweep. I had um, yeah, I've been on the Golden State train all year. I had them like early in the season because because they, they went on that that crazy run and then uh, like before Draymond got injured and. All of that, like I, I, I called it then. I said, "Oh, the Warriors." I said, "It's gonna be the, it's gonna be one of those two West teams." But my, but my, my number one pick was the Warriors. I said it's gonna be the Warriors or it's gonna be the Suns. It's looking like the Warriors. So, uh, yeah, I got, I got, I got the Warriors, man. I think um, that's yeah. My, my, my two biggest takeaways was also Wiggins playing defense on, um, on Luca. Luca only had 20 points. How many did Wiggins end with? I, I, I know he got at least 15, so he wasn't even bad on the offensive side either. So that was a big that was a big uh that was a big thing I took away. And um Luca's lack of defense. 
but that's not nothing new. I mean, we just that's something we all always know. But uh, you know, so that, that wasn't surprising. But it's just two things that, that that stuck out to me. We knew it was gonna only be Luca out there balling. We knew um, Steph was gonna probably be Steph. Um, hit, hit hit those amazing you know threes that he hit. Uh, man, they they did one play. I for, I, for, I forget which one. Um, it was like a switch or something on. Uh, I can't remember. It, it was something crazy. Steph, Steph, Steph was looking like Steph. We'll leave it at that. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, just I don't. It's not nothing new. I was just really surprised with uh, not surprised, but big takeaway. Wiggins, Wiggins did his job. I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if they got swept. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big Luca uh, believer, but uh, I'm gonna give them one game. So I think both of these series. I think the Mavs get one game, and I think. The Heat get one game, and they got that one game already. So we'll see, we'll see. Um, yeah, but uh, nothing, nothing too out, out, out the ordinary, you know. Uh, Luca just need help. Same, it's, it's, it's the same demo. We already know what's going on. So uh, that's that's those are my 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 two main takeaways. Yeah, Wiggins ended up with nineteen points. He was uh, three from three for eight behind the three point line. And if he can hit, if he can hit three for eight every time, I think the Warriors will take it. Especially mm-hmm. Curry, you know, is shooting and Thompson, but not a lot of fouls in this game, so they didn't really take a lot of free throws, and they still ended up winning by twenty-five. I listen. You think it might be a, a gentleman sweep, sweep, but I think this series is going to change when it goes back to Dallas. I really do. I think Luca, and, and it kind of. That's what gets the Mavs going and gives them that momentum. You know, once they play at home, their guys start feeling a little better. You got Doncic, Brunson, Bullock, you know, or Brunson, Bullock, they, they kind of get their shot going, the three-point shot, and then Dinwiddie as well, which Dinwiddie, he, he showed out last night. He, he played very well for, you know, the, the limited time that he was able to because obviously the blowout. But uh, I think Dinwiddie, if he could step up as that number two and then Brunson, you can get that consistency from them. And then, it, it, you know, it, again, with Finney Smith, and Bull- Finney Smith and Bullock, if they could start hitting down their threes a little more, I and mean, they had some wide-open shots they were missing. Doncic could have easily had another four or five assists in that game. So that's what he's got to look for is these guys that hit open shots because Luka, that, that's, his, that's his bread and butter, driving it, getting it in the paint, collapsing the defense, and, and getting a guy open out, out behind the arc to hit a wide-open three. And they just weren't hitting any shots last night. And I think part of it is being on the road at the Chase Center. That that place gets rocking, and the Warriors just seem invincible when they play there. And so it, you know it's definitely going to be a tough series to win there. But that's why I feel like they have the edge, the Warriors, in seven games because it just boils down to that. Steph loves that crowd, feeds off of the crowd. You saw last night he hit a three and started shimmying after, uh, and then Dallas called timeout. You know, I love it. I love it. And that's what I like to see from Steph. I like the showmanship from him because you know he he knows it's the playoffs and it's time to shine, and he he likes putting on an act for everybody. So I, I think that this is going to be a back and forth series once we start getting Dallas at home and, and these one and it's like a best of three type series. Because I think Dallas will be able to tie it up when they go home. and <clears throat> Yeah, but as far as tomorrow's game, I, I got I got the Warriors. I, I just – Yeah, I got the Warriors. At home, they're too much to handle. and I lied too. Uh, Wiggins was the number one pick. My bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was number one. Jabari was number two. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll definitely uh, keep an eye on those matchups and, and uh, you know, talk about – the results and where we're at in those both series next week. But real quick, not, we won't take too long on the NBA draft and the lottery, uh, but the Orlando Magic got the number one pick. Uh, their previous, what, three? They got, what, Shaq. They, they got Dwight Howard in one, and I think they flipped the other for Penny Hardaway, if I'm not mistaken. So they have some good – experience with that number one overall pick. They usually get a good guy. OKC has the number two pick, which I think is a perfect spot because you don't have any of the pressure of screwing up the number one pick. You could take, you know, either 
one of the three uh, we're about to get into, and then the Rockets got the third pick. But for me, I think the the Magic should take Chet. And a lot of people are like, I don't, you know, he's a different player. He doesn't remind you of anybody. Chet reminds me of KD. At least his body type, he's a seven-foot skinny dude who can shoot threes. And he plays some solid defense. I mean, he reminds me of KD when KD was coming out. And I, I just – I like that kid. I, I think KD's been able to stay healthy for the most part. I mean, obviously, the last few years with, with age, he's been hurt a lot more. But early on in his career, he, he played a lot. He's got an MVP. I think Chet could have not the same career as KD, but he can be that thin – I mean, he's eventually going to grow into his body, I think. But for now, I don't think he's going to be as injury-prone as a lot of people think he, that he will because KD was thin as hell, too. Uh, what was it? He could barely bench 135 or something uh, coming mm -hmm. in in the combine. So I think Magic should go with Chet Holmgren. He'll be back with Jalen Suggs. They played high school ball together. They could have played college ball at Gonzaga, but Suggs obviously went for the draft last year. I think you re reunite him, and that would be – I think the best young starting five in the league. I think you would have Chet. You'd have Wendell Carter Jr. You got Franz Wagner, who could play the three potentially. And then you got and Jalen Suggs. I mean, right there, that, that's a filthy young lineup going for it. And then for the OKC Thunder, I mean – I think they got to go with Jabari Smith. I think Jabari Smith's the second best player in this draft behind Chet. I, I, he, he reminds me of Mobley a little bit, that lengthy guy, but he can. I think he can shoot better than Mobley. Uh, and he plays defense. I think he's a super athletic kid. And that would just be a fun fit for, you know, you got SG, SGA, you got Giddy, who was in the Rookie of the Year conversation. <coughs> nice pieces. And they still have – Another what? first round pick. I think they got the twelfth. Or what's up? What what, what uh, position is Giddy? I want to say he's a three or four. I gotta I gotta double check that. Um, but yeah, Josh Giddy. I, I there's a lot. In the, game. He's the ball. He, he plays. Oh, he's a shooting guard. I didn't even know that. Isn't um, shy a, shoot, a shooting guard too though. How they how they do that? They've been playing somebody at the one or something. I'm not watching OKC games. No, me neither, right? Uh Shea, Shea plays point guard. Okay. You got, you got okay. Dort as well, which I wonder if Dort plays does he play the yeah, he plays the three. That's okay. I got his position and Dort's position switched up. Um but yeah, I, I mean again, young talent, they're gonna have young talent for years. They would that 17 first round picks uh through twenty twenty six, something like that. They got two first round picks this year. They, they're going to hit a gold mine, whoever they get. And then, obviously, the Rockets. Jalen Green is going to have a nice guy he can count on in Paolo Bancaro. I, I, I love Paolo. Uh, you know, I, I thought Duke was going to win it just because of his play alone in, in, uh, in the NCAA tournament. So that's where I got those three guys going where I want to kind of see them all go because I think they're just perfect fits, those three guys and those three teams. Um, they can use them. Yeah, I agree with you, uh, number one. With the uh, Chet, I think I think Pablo is the best player in the uh, in the draft personally, but um, I think Chet he fits <clears throat> better in uh, Orlando than Pablo. And then I think uh, at the at the two selection, um, I think Pablo should go to OKC. I like I like that fit better personally. Um, like I said, I think he's the best player in the uh, draft, and that's why I asked what position was um, Giddy because. Pablo's a, a forward, right? Power forward, I think. I think I think I think he had power forward. So I thought he was a three. Three, four, one of them. But um, yeah, I mean, I think I think that's a that's a that's a nice fit. Like I said, I think he's the best player in the in the, in the draft. So um yeah, and then the third guy that you mentioned, I actually don't know him too well. So um I I, I have to look him up. But uh yeah, man, that's why I got him going. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. All right. Let's finish things up. We got the NFL schedule came out last week. We got some good ass matchups. I know matchups I'm looking forward to, like week one. 
Guess who's in Chicago? Who's in? Uh, is it is it Green Bay? Who played Green Bay with uh, It's San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I know it's something. Yeah, something. Yeah, we, yeah. Start off one and zero. I, I already like that. You know, the, the Niners <laughs> season starting off right. We don't even have to. The game doesn't even have to play. Just give us the dub already. Oh uh, no, no. Sir. no. Y'all gonna y'all gonna probably put my ass though. It's okay. <laughs> a lot of huge matchups, right? Like obviously the AFC West, they got the most primetime matchups. I think in all but two weeks, they don't have a primetime matchup. At least one of the teams don't. But obviously with all the hype with the four quarterbacks that are great quarterbacks in that division, Herbert potentially could be an MVP this year, just throwing it out there. I I love that man. He just Something about that, the way that kid plays. I, 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 I'm like, I feel like I'm a Chargers fan as far as AFC teams go. It just a super team, it. man. Uh, a super, super team. But I love what they've been doing the last few years. I mean, they've been taking the right steps. Like, as soon as they drafted Herbert, and as soon as Herbert played that first game after, year. yep, love it. Like he's just, he, he, it's just the way he throws the ball. I, it's just, it's a thing of beauty. And then, yeah, uh, we got a lot of. New faces and new places playing in old places. That makes sense. But that's the segment we were going to get into. A little bit how the turn tables. Well, well, well. How the turn tables. All right, let's get in. We got it. <laughs> so basically, we're going to give you the matchups of quarterbacks head coaches going up against former squads that they were on or coached and we have probably the biggest one in week one and it's a swap depending on if the guy in seattle ends up starting but we have russell wilson returning to seattle monday night football week one against drew lock who they basically swap so if drew lock starts that game that will be now will. Could a little, just a little bit more interesting. It's already interesting with Russell Wilson playing in Seattle. Uh, his first year in Denver, first year away from Seattle. What are you kind of expecting from that game? Um, I'm expecting a lot of emotion. Uh, definitely Russell Wilson. He didn't leave on bad terms or anything. I think uh, you know he got y'all the championship in his second year being there. Um, y'all had the Legion of, 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 of Boom. That city basically, you know, raised uh, Russell Wilson. Um, he did everything he could. I feel like he gave it his all. Always go Hawks. So, I mean, he paid his dues in Seattle. I, I expected a nice warm tribute video. I expect um, a very live, live crowd, uh, especially that being his first game back. And I think this benefits <sighs> – I was going to say – I don't know. I was gonna say the Brooklyn Nets, the um Colorado, damn Broncos, the Colorado Broncos, Denver Broncos. I'm like that don't sound right. The damn, Denver Broncos, what, what Colorado, Bron- oh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, yeah, I think this benefits the uh, Denver Broncos because and 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 not so much that they should have been worried about Seattle because I, I expect them to you know be Seattle at any time during the year. But this could be one of those you know trap games. Some if as opposed to it being like somewhere in like the middle of the season, um, just because of the uh, emotion, you know what I'm saying? So, and then this is uh, not only is, is Russell Wilson going to be figuring out this new system, his new teammates and trying to get that chemistry going. Same thing will be happening in Seattle with Drew Locke. It's just that's Drew Locke and that's Russell Wilson. So I think um, it's good that, that, that they get this first game out the way. Because that could, I feel like down the road that could be a, a trap game, just simply off the emotion. So um, that's good. Get he, you know, so it's, it's it works for everybody. It works for all parties. Maybe not Seattle, but <laughs> either way, they would have probably lost that game anyway. So I think uh, just where it's placed at on the schedule, um, it's it's exciting for us because we get a, a a very important game week one, and uh, it benefits the Broncos to avoid a, a trap game. You know, they're going to come out hyped. Of course, Russell Wilson don't want to lose his first game in a Denver uniform against the whole team. So, you know what I mean? So, it's going to be it's, it's, it's gonna be nice, man. Nice to see. Good football. 
Yeah, I'd be interested to see how Pete Carroll game plans against Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. If, if that's going to be, like you said, a trap game as far as, you know, a team that we don't expect to win. I, he knows Russell Wilson probably the best out of anybody in this league. So mm-hmm. that's going to be another interesting thing to see. Now it's finally Wilson against Pete Carroll. Like, that, that, that's an actual matchup. Like, because he, he goes yeah. to the defense, and obviously you got Russell throwing the ball for Denver. And it's Nathaniel Hackett's first first crack at, you know, being a head coach after coming to Green Bay. His quarterback isn't as good as Aaron Rodgers. So we'll, we'll see how he does this year. And head coaching is, of course, different than being an offensive coordinator. Uh, you got to coach the whole team, not just offense or defense. But, yeah, I expect – because of the rosters, uh, Denver, uh, to me, has a better roster, not weapons-wise, because the offense of Seattle, uh, if Russ, uh, Russ still had – I would prefer Russ to have DK and Lockett over – and Fant, to be honest. You know, I forgot they gave Fant up in, in that deal, so Noah Fant's going to be playing against his former team as well. But I just – I don't know. I, and Jerry Judy, he's probably not going to be available – Week one, depending on how this whole situation goes, you got yeah. Sutton, Sutton who has been hurt a little bit on and off the field. Um, he just the weapons aren't up to strength as they were. So I'm interested to see if Wilson actually is that guy and can do more with less, seeing some other guys be able to do so. But I expect Denver to start off one and zero in Seattle. And that place is going to be rocking. I mean, you know people are going to be coming out just to see Russ play, but they're going to be loud for him. It's going to be the first time where he's not going to be able to hear. So you got 12 fan against Russell Wilson this time, and that's going to be interesting to see too, to see how all that communication goes. All right, week eight. This is another good one. Carson Wentz goes back to Indy. One season removed, that trade, sent him to the Commanders, lost week 18 to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and this is basically his reason why, or the reason why he, he got the boot and traded, because Ursay was not happy, and you had Frank Reich, who thought he, he could help Wentz. Shoot, I thought Wentz was going to play well, which he had his best season, one of his best seasons, you know, since that MVP caliber type year before he got hurt so uh he was more accurate with the ball he didn't throw as many picks but again he, he just couldn't get it done and i, I think that one is going to go indy's way with matt ryan man i said it once i'm gonna say it again i told y'all he was gonna disappoint that man is a loser i don't know why i gotta keep saying that i'm telling y'all he's a loser he his whole mentality of when he left Philly, why he left Philly. It's damn it like Ben Simmons. He a loser. He had a terrible and you can blame it on oh he didn't have and it, and this is true. It's it's fair. Oh he didn't have weapons. The O line was banged up. Yeah, but he was bad too. He he deserves some of the blame too. And I mean what you want them to do? They got these young quarterbacks in here. You just keep losing. It ain't necessarily all your fault, but it's some you some of the blame. Why not try to try to try the other quarterback? And instead of him being like, "Well, this is my team," I know that you know. I know if it's truly not true, and we know what's going on. It's it's it's, it's everything else that's, that's going on around you. You should be confident. He ain't gonna take my spot. I know I'm the quarterback. You know what I'm saying? He was like, "I want. I'm gone. I want to get traded." So then you end up in Indianapolis, and I knew it. I told y'all he gonna disappoint. Ain't no way you can be the worst team. Well, maybe it's the Texans, but I, I I think it's the Jags, obviously. The worst team in the league. You got to beat the worst. Not only is it the worst team in the league, it's a division rival. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I know that this, that this is his first um, season with the Colts, but you played them once at least. You got <laughs> the worst team in the league that you played one time. There's no excuse for losing that game, and it was on him. So he lost that and further solidified my point. And although I do think he is an upgrade over Taylor Heineke, and I guess um, what's the old guy, uh, Fitzpatrick, he's still a loser. He's a loser. That owner is a loser. That franchise is 
They had a racist name. Uh, 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 the new name is Trash, the Commanders. The, the field is trash. They, I mean, I like Tayshawn. I like the defense. But he is going to lose this game. And Matt Ryan is an upgrade over Carson Wentz. Um, Stephon Gilmore, they added Stephon Gilmore. They added somebody else I'm forgetting. Uh, oh, that's a, it's, that defense got better. They added, they, they added somebody else. I can't remember. But uh, you still got Jonathan Taylor. I think they still going to probably end up getting Julio Jones. You ask me. I think Matt Ryan go tell him, hey, bring my boy over. So he definitely taking the L there. And not just only the Colts game, he in a division with Jalen Hurts. That team got better. They just added my boy Bradbury from the uh, Giants. They added that monster at uh, defensive tackle. What's his name? Uh, is it Jordan Davis? I hope I ain't making that up. I think that's his name. They added him. You added A.J. Brown. I mean, this man, I'm telling you, he losing both those games. I'm telling you, he losing both those games. So he losing he, he he losing those are three losses for sure. I guarantee you. I'll 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 put money on that. So he losing, man. And um, once again, we're gonna see it happen this season. He gonna lose. <laughs> yeah, because I, I forgot if Indy played Philly last year. I don't think they did. So no, they did. They did. So yeah, flip it, and this is gonna be a double double feature for his ass going back to his old team and, and playing them twice. And if mm-hmm. Jalen outperforms him, man. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I, I already think that the Eagles, which I'm not going to give it away what I think about them in that division, but when we end up giving our picks for the division winners and all that and records for the season, you'll yeah. find out what I think about the Eagles and what they did this offseason. Um, but sticking with this week 10, we got Mike McCarthy going back to Lambeau to face Aaron Rodgers. That's an interesting one. I mean, is it? This, this isn't the most interesting out of them all, but it's something. I mean, right there, McCarthy was booted because Rodgers needed somebody else in there, and that's LaFleur who took over his job. I don't think it's going to go well for McCarthy, to be honest. I, I think <laughs> Dallas is going to have a tough season this year, even with as easy as their schedule is on paper. But, man, I, I, I'm i going to laugh if it's like a blowout and McCarthy just shits the bed against Green Bay. But that's another one, week 10. Um, Yeah, I don't care about this matchup. I hate everything about it. Uh, you already know I hate the Green Bay Packers with every fiber of everything in me. I hate them. Uh, I hate Mike McCarthy. <laughs> he led uh, – I had to watch him lead the Packers to a Super Bowl. Um, I hate him. Uh, I hate the Dallas Cowboys, and not even because the Bears are some personal beef. They fans. They fans truly make you hate the they uh franchise. They entitled. They suck every year. I think as the average fan, you if you don't like the Cowboys, you you hate them, and it's it's, it's because of their fans. So yeah, I hate all I hate all parties in this. I hate uh yeah I, I hate both teams, and I, I definitely hate the head coach. Um, do I really care which way it goes? Not necessarily. I guess I'll never root for the Packers to win, so I'll go with the Cowboys. But I think the Packers probably win this, probably win this game just because it's Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think the Packers going to probably win this game. And, yeah, that's, mm, Packers going to win that game, unfortunately. But, but, but if they didn't and 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 Dallas won. I would love that just because I hate the Packers. Right. So uh, I'm I'm probably uh, if if I got to choose, I'm probably be rooting for the Cowboys. Not that not that I really care, but I'll probably be rooting for the Cowboys just because I hate Green Bay. So right. No, that's fair. All right, week thirteen, we got a couple of good ones. Probably the biggest one. And if he gets suspended, he should be back by then because it's week thirteen. And I I'd laugh if the NFL suspended him for twelve games instead of eight. And then he, he came back for this game in Houston. Deshaun Watson. Them, yeah. Deshaun Watson goes back to Houston. And he's got weapons. Like Amari, oh, right? Yeah. You got Amari Cooper. You got T. Higgins. Wait, no. No. Uh, no, not T. Higgins. He playing uh Tennessee. What's the other Higgins though? Damn it, I can't believe I'm, I'm messing this up right now. Rashad. Shot Higgins. 
Rashad. Right? Rashad Higgins. Anyway, you got Cooper. It's Rashard, bro. I'm telling you. Oh, no, no. no he's not on the team anymore. All right. Never mind. But either way, you got Donald Peoples Joku. Who, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, he, he's been playing well. You got David and Joku. Uh, so I, this is good. that's going to be a fun one. I think Watson's going to just light it up. Where did Austin Cooper go? I'm just curious. That's a good question. I don't know. But yeah, so that, that that's probably the, the most interesting one out of all of these in week thirteen. Um, another quick one, week thirteen, Mike McDaniel goes back to San Francisco. As we know, he got the Miami head coaching job. And I I this is one of those games where I think the master will will defeat the student. And he went to, real quick. He went to the Titans. That's that's I like that. That's a yeah. that's a, that's a, I like that fit. That's a that's a good fit. I don't think the Titans. Austin Hooper. No, I'm saying I don't think the Titans are going to be all that this year. They they got outside of that like nothing. But um yeah, so Mike McDaniel he, he's going to go up against Shanahan. I think Shanahan's going to know how to kind of game plan and, and let the defense know how to you know by that point especially week 13 in the season. Um But Miami, this is going to be. Miami's going to, I think, have a lot of similarities, obviously, to San Francisco's offense, just because, obviously, Mike McDaniel, but the players that they have. I, I mean, Tyreek's going to run the ball a lot, I think. And then, finally, we got two two each. I'll start with this one. A.J. Brown, week 13 as well, goes back to – is in Philly, goes back to Tennessee, and Tennessee's going to wish they paid this dude and kept him. I think A.J. Brown's going to have a day. And then my second one, I already forgot who I was going to say. Go ahead. <laughs> so mine is um, actually non-QBs, non-coaches. Um, so my first one is uh, week one. I think we get to see a thriller. We get the matchup that we should have saw last year. We get the Buffalo Bills and the L.A. Rams. I wanted that to be a Super Bowl. That was my original, like, Super Bowl pick. I wanted that matchup so bad, and we almost got it. We was right there. But, um, yeah, man, the Bills, once again, they stacked. They getting uh, Tredavious White back. Um, They signed Dalvin Cook's little brother. I don't know how good he going to be, but I'm going to just assume off that alone. I'm, I'm excited for that. You still got um, Stephon Diggs, and they added another receiver who I cannot remember, but I like the add. But uh, they added somebody else, got rid of Cole Beasley, got rid of uh, Emmanuel Sanders, but they added somebody else. I can't think of it, but I like it. Uh, and then, of course, you know, you got Von Miller. You got Von Miller going back to the Super Bowl champions. I mean, not going back to, but, I mean, you know, he's facing the, the Super Bowl champs that he was a big part of. So, I mean, um, that's perfect, especially considering that's one of the big pieces that uh, the Bills have been missing for a few years. We always wanted them to get that that nice pass rusher. Um, they got Gregory Rousseau last year, and uh, hopefully, you know, he could take another step in uh, his process of becoming a superstar. So we'll see what he looks like this upcoming season. But him on the, on the edge of Von Miller, sometimes it just take that take that main pass rusher. You know what I'm saying? To take pressure off him and a guy like that could flourish. We've seen that seen that most recently in uh, Cleveland with uh, Jadavian Clowney, who couldn't seem to find his footing until he got on the other side of uh, you know Miles Garrett. So we'll see what that pass rush looks like. But um, that's gonna be interesting. You know, Von clearly didn't for whatever reason didn't want to come back. He went he went and got. Paid, super paid, which we I both think is going to be. Why. I don't think he's going to money in LA. Yeah, and and and, and understandably why. So uh, I think I think I think it's great though, and he got a serious shot to uh, win a championship. So man, if he back to back, I mean, week one to kick off is a bunch of great week one matchups. But that's my first one, and my second one is Stefan Diggs going back to Minnesota. I think that's interesting. Um. Because uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, I'm almost sure that we haven't seen that. So I'm almost positive we haven't seen it. But um, yeah. So I mean, it's just the whole nostalgia thing. And um, he was a superstar in Minnesota. I was so happy when he left, but it didn't matter because they got Justin Jefferson right after that. So uh, <laughs> now we got him to deal with. But uh, yeah, same thing. I expect a great highlight video. Um, especially 
I think they're gonna top it off with that uh, catch against New Orleans in the uh, playoffs. That uh, that uh, last second catch to win the game. So, um, yeah, those 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 are my uh, two matchups. So we'll see what it looks like. Yeah, my last one is Bobby Wagner playing the Seattle Seahawks twice. The in L.A. on the in week thirteen, but week eighteen he goes back to Seattle, and who knows, you know, what I don't know why. They would have got rid of him. He, he's still playing at an elite level. I think he was still top five in tackles last year. Um, mm -hmm. Even though Aaron Brooks, the other guy that they have, linebacker in Seattle, he 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 basically matched Wagner last year. Those two were deadly, but had nothing to show for it. I think they're rebuilding, so that's kind of why they had to get rid of him. But, yeah, L.A., of course, signing. And I was hoping Wagner went to the Chargers, to be honest. I, I thought with him like, – that no. team is stacked. I, I, initially, I was, I was on the same page because I remember saying that initially. But they got so many. I didn't realize the uh, low-key moves that they made. I, I want to get into that another day. But they made some low-key moves. And I was feeling like, okay, the Rams lost Vaughn Miller. They need one more impact player. And they got him in Bobby Wagner. So now I feel like it's even. And I'm praying that she was right. You and Grant both said this, um, that y'all think Wagner is going to fit better with uh, the Rams than uh, Von Miller did. And I can oh, understand yeah. instead of the, the uh, two massive pass rushers, you got uh, for sure five, you got the best defensive player on the D-line, the first level. You got Bobby Wagner on the second level. And then you got the number one DB in the league at the, at the third level. So I get it. I get it. And I hope y'all right. I pray that y'all right. Because I really want to see all three levels, so I really want to see some good football. I really hope that y'all write about that. And I don't know, man. I just, I just, I want to see some good football. I want to see the Battle of LA. I damn near wish we could have got it last year at the brand new stadium. Imagine they both made the Super Bowl. Oh. And it was close too. That was, that was also a real possibility. So um, we'll see, man. We'll see. But uh, I really hope y'all write about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. But that that's that that was the that's how the tape the turntables how the tables turn. I love the little. I got one more, one more real quick. Oh, we got one more before we're done. One more. Um, me me and Mikey also off camera been kind of going back and forth about, about this one. Oh yeah, Doug yeah, Peterson. Yeah. Doug Peterson, man. Doug Peterson plays the uh, Eagles, and. The Jags made a few nice moves. Obviously, I think we, we both agree that they overpaid for Christian Kirk. But um, they, they got somebody. The wrong guy too, number one overall. They drafted the wrong guy. I don't think so. I don't think so. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. It's it's, it's 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 risky. It's risky. It's definitely a risk. Or, uh, yeah, or uh, Hutchison. Yeah. yeah. I, I can understand that. But if he pan out. Champ Ovi, I'm telling you, until he leaves Jacksonville, Jacksonville's not going to be in the playoffs. They're not going to be progressing. They're not going to do anything until Trent Baalke is fired. That's all. We're going to see, man, but I'm, I'm very excited for that. Uh, we just got to see what they look like. You know, Trevor Lawrence is supposed to be this generational talent. We're going to see if that starts to pan out this season. And I really got faith in Doug Peterson. I, I believe he's a great head coach. I know you don't necessarily agree. I don't think you should have missed out on being in the league last year, but we're going to see. And I can't wait for that matchup because I'm going to rub it in. I promise I'm rubbing it in your face specifically. Eagles are going to stomp, stomp them in that <laughs> Just why. All right, that's that. that. That's how the turntables. And then finally, a little secret topic that we've also been debating. There's three receivers out there. And mm. the Baltimore Ravens oh. have been kind of – everybody says, even we agree, they need a, a legit number one guy. Somebody. Julio's, Julio's still out there. Even though he's hurt with that ACL from the Super Bowl, OBJ is still out there. And AB, Antonio Brown, is also still out there. Should the Ravens pick AB over one of those two other two guys? And why? Should the Ravens pick AB? You know what? <clears throat> On a, on a, on a, I'm gonna say this on a personal level, I want I want a, I want it to be a, a B. If you can get the only person that I'm choosing over A B is Odell. I'll give you if if I'm the Ravens, I should pick Odell. 
if you can get them. I don't think that they can get Odell because I don't think Odell wants to leave the Rams. I don't understand why you would leave the Rams. Like, what's your purpose? I mean, yeah, it's a little crowded in the receiving room, but, I mean, you know, you got your money. Well, I think he's he looking for a contract, right? So they're not going to need him. They're going to still be able to have a legit shot to win again, and they're not going to necessarily need him until – because, you know, he's coming off the ACL. So they're not going to need him until later in the year anyway. He's comfortable. He want to be in L.A. It fits him. It will benefit him tremendously to, to uh, win the Super Bowl again. You know, as far as marketing and all of that, so I just think he's comfortable, and uh, he would 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 want to stay. Why wouldn't you? Why would you leave? So then you think you you look at Baltimore's side. Of course, you need a number one receiver. That's literally all that they need. So why wouldn't you get a guy who still has plenty of game left? Arguably the best hands, top three best hands in the league. Still great route runner. And um, OBJ, but considering I don't think he's gonna leave, that le- I mean you ain't you ain't getting Jarvis now. Even Jarvis is a downgrade from all from um Odell, obviously in my opinion. He went to the Saints, so that leaves you with Julio or AB. I don't want Julio if I'm Baltimore. I mean if I if if, if I can't you know if I got to choose between him and AB, Julio didn't look the same. Um, Julio's also been injured the past few years, so I don't want I don't I don't want Julio. But Antonio Brown is still – he's not prime Antonio Brown, but he's still very good. He's very good. I think he fits football-wise. He fits perfect on the field. I think he's a hard worker. He never cheated the game as far as, you know, PEDs or, you know, nothing like that. And he showed – he demonstrated that he can still be a star player on a Super Bowl winning team. He won a Super Bowl. We caught a touchdown. I know that that's one game, but it's the moments that matter. It's the moments that make superstars. He caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl. He was a big part of that offense. He was the best receiver on that team. Now, I think I, I know we're going to get into it. I know we probably disagree on that. I think he was clearly the best receiver on that, on that team. Mike Evans is good. He ain't better than Antonio Brown. I'm telling you. Mike Evans is good on the outside. He ain't, he ain't playing in the slot. Antonio Brown playing in the slot. He playing on the left side. He playing on the right side. Outside, it don't matter. Antonio Brown got hands. Only thing Antonio Brown, you could say that uh, Mike Evans could do that. Antonio Brown is not. Is he ain't finna go up and just moss somebody. That's the only thing he ain't doing. Antonio Brown got 99 route running. I mean, I mean, AB, man. And I think it's worth a one-year rental because I know you're going to re- refute all of that by saying, oh, He's not a team player. We seen him walk off the team and blah blah blah. Right? He did the same thing to the Patriots. Now the Patriots, I think they made. I think that was the year that they made the playoffs. And uh, Brady, I think that was Brady last year. But my thing is, the Ravens got a strong enough organization to control that. If he start acting crazy and okay, cool, we're gonna let you go and we're gonna keep it moving. The same thing that the Patriots did. And I think the Ravens got a way better team than the Patriots did that year. So. They're gonna need to find somebody, but I think A B for a one year rental, he may he may he may tweak out. He may bug out after the season. But he proved that he can win a Super Bowl. You can win a you can win with him. Um he ain't never cheated the game, man. He still got a lot of game left. So hey, I think it's worth a one year rental. See, I disagree. I think OBJ is your guy. He's a free agent. He's not in L.A. He's a free agent. So you wait till OBJ heals up. I don't care if that's week 10, week 12, week 14. OBJ is a better and younger A.B. at this point. He can catch. I think he's got better hands, to be honest. He can run routes just as good. I I get it. He might be a little faster, to be honest, too. So It's an age gap. It's an age gap, so I'll give you that, too. But I would go OBJ because you can sign him for two, three years because you know he wants to play. You know he wants to win. And I think Lamar – and him would be a good match, match made in heaven, to be honest. And A.B., I'm sorry, bro, but he played one game in New England, went out. He was he didn't play any games in Oakland because it was in Oakland at the time. He played zero games for them. He forced his way out to go to New England, played <clears> one <throat> game, and that was it. And then they cut his ass. And then he was out of the league. 
then Tom Brady recruited him to Tampa Bay, played eight games that season, the Super Bowl season, which you're right. Yeah, he caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl. A lot of people can say that they caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl. And then last year, he plays seven games, and we all know what happens. He walks off, throws off his equipment, and runs out the stadium. And now he wants to play? No, I'm sorry, but you're not going to get this guy. I don't care how strong your locker room is. I don't care how strong your brand is in Baltimore. You don't want this guy to divide the locker room just being there for a week. And then that's targets that he's taken away from some of these younger dudes or some of these guys that deserve him more. I just don't think he deserves another chance. He's had three chances and he blew them off. And now he wants to retire a Steeler. So you really think he's going to go to Baltimore there? I, I don't think so. I just – I don't want it. I don't want any part of AB. Keep him – go to Cleveland because Cleveland accepts anybody nowadays. So go to Cleveland. Be happy there. Just I don't see him. I can't see that working out in Baltimore. I think they gotta just wait it out. I'd rather have OBJ for four games and then the playoffs, or Julio Jones for half the season than AB at all. That's crazy. I think <laughs> you disrespected AB, bro. And I get it. He's but... talented. He's still got plenty of game left. He's a great receiver, but I just don't think it's worth it risking what you bring in the locker room. But you bringing up. The Patriots and like I just told you, that didn't divide that. That didn't mess them up at all. That didn't never and, and they won the game. And they won a the game, right? Yeah, they won a the damn game. And he got a touchdown in that game too. Look, if it's on the field, he always gonna ball. I don't, I don't care what you talking about. With I don't care what game, he always gonna ball. When's the last time well, it's been all on field for him? When's um, the last time that it's been the year and then, on the field and nothing, no off field issues. When's the last time? Okay, but and actually, no, you can't even stay on the field because he walked off and threw his shirt off and all. And then you can That's another thing. First off, you bringing up Oakland and the and, and the Patriots. He literally won a Super Bowl after that. So all everything prior to that, that don't matter. Then people don't forget. You just you just you so stuck on what he did. What about Bruce Aarons? You think AB just? Oh, I'm mad. I don't want to play no more. And, 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 and took his stuff off. Bruce, he had AB got a side too. We just gonna ignore AB side and just well no was, because was, was AB fault. You don't acknowledge what what uh he said Bruce Arians did. Why do you think Bruce Arians isn't the coach anymore and he's in the office now? Okay then, so I mean that's not just AB flipping out. I mean he got he got a legit reason. But I mean but, come on, I don't care what what the coach says. You don't do that on the field. You, 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 I knew that with Mike Evans trying to calm him down and tell that's him true. no, like get back here. Like everybody was like no, get back here, and then he's like fuck it. So then you know what? Let his ass go. We don't want that here. That's that's true. But I, I think as far as like you and this divide the locker room, that team, he's not breaking up that team. He's not gonna divide divide that team. The only team he divided, he didn't even divide the Bucks team. They damn near went to the Super Bowl the same year. They got real close to beating the Rams. He didn't yeah. so he didn't even the only team he divided and he didn't even do this by himself was I guess you could say the Steelers locker room. Yeah. And but that was the quarterback too. So it was like you got to choose a B side of a big Ben side. So that's what that was. That was that was that was both for them. He's not going to divide a, a a team like the Baltimore Ravens, bro. I think if if you say OBJ, like I said, if if OBJ is out there, I'll give you that. You should go OBJ over a a B just only because it's it's, it's less risk. It's a, and like you said, I mean, at this point, they route running is on par. With AB's slight decline, they route running is on par. And like I said, AB, uh, OBJ probably got top three best hands in the league. My guy. But give me a reason. Explain to me why you think OBJ would even leave. I mean, why would he leave? I, I, it makes zero sense to me of why you would leave LA where you comfortable at, where, where you like, where you got a real shot to win again, where you already won. You trust in the quarterback. It's a whole brand new situation. That just don't make sense. It don't make sense from AB. From um OBJ standpoint, if you the Ravens, I give it to you. You should go um OBJ, but if you OBJ, why do you want to leave? Well, because I think if you were to stay in LA, they would have signed his ass already and not keep him as a free agent. When he comes back, like and plus, I think he wants to be paid. I don't think the Rams have enough money now because you signed Bobby Wagner, you signed Allen Robinson, you, you paid two guys, you got rid of Robert Wood because you know you got Van Jefferson now too. So. They they can't afford OBJ. They just can't. So he's gotta he's gonna find somewhere else to play. And I think Baltimore is the best spot for him to land and best for a Super Bowl because I think the Ravens 
are going to be a problem this year, and they're going to be healthy. Last year, they were still somewhat of a problem with all the injuries, especially in the secondary and Lamar going out. I mean, Huntley came in, and he was still playing well. So that that team's going to be filthy. So I, I, I say go OBJ and lock your Super Bowl appearance up. But that's just me. We'll see, man. I hope you're right. Um, if you go, if if he don't go back to LA, if he go anywhere, I would love to see OBJ in Boston. But that Boston, what the fuck is wrong? Baltimore, Boston. Um, AB got to go somewhere, man. He got to go somewhere. You know what? We should, we should, we should, we should do a segment about that. Where should AB go? I would love to see AB with the Patriots. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just throw it out there. I know you don't like AB. I'm gonna just throw it out there. I would love to see. I want AB got to play football, bro. I'm gonna leave it at that. He got to play somewhere, and I want to see him on the contender. I don't want to see him just on the throw off team. You know what I'm saying? I, I think it's still greatness in him on the field specifically. I like to watch him play football. That's all. Yeah, he should play for the Houston Gamblers, the bro. Let him play for the Houston Gamblers. What? What? What about the Chiefs? What if oh, what if he go to the Chiefs? That ain't happening. Although that would be filthy, but oh, you got to play. The ball. Well, that's gonna do it for us today. We'll be back next week, and we're gonna maybe next week. We're we're we'll keep you in the loop, but we're definitely gonna be doing our preseason predictions, division winners, records for all the teams at some point. Next week, who knows? Maybe we'll start with one division. We don't know. You won't know. Because we don't know. But we will do that. Predictions. Uh, well, obviously, we're still going to be touching on this NBA playoffs, following that closely, see what happens tonight, game two, and obviously the games that are going to be through the weekend up until next week. Um, we got a lot of talk. I wish I wish you watched golf because I wanted to cover some PGA championship today. Uh, Tiger Woods started off decent but kind of roughed up. But my favorite group, all three dudes, I'm telling you, are going to be top ten. Victor Hovland, Will Zalatoris. And Cameron Smith. That's that's it before I go. But yeah, that'll do it for the final play with Mikey Clutch along with J Matt, the Blitz package. See you next week. You have just tuned into the final play with Mikey Clutch on ChicagolandSportsRadio.com. It's not just sports, it's a way of life.